Good morning. This is the Daily Wrestling News for February 11th, 2021. We are powered by the Eastern Observer. My name is Ryan Joy, and I'm coming to you live from Minutes to Bell Time Studios on the beautiful treasure coast of the Sunshine State. And I'm joined today by a man in a dark room, Mr. John Smith. <laughs> I'll brighten it up for you. I went full screen for a second. My bad. <laughs> no worries. No worries. All right, so uh, John got a loaded show today. We got NXT, we've got Dynamite, we've got a bunch of big, huge pile of news to pile through. So um, it's okay with you. I'm just gonna ring that bell. We'll get on our way. Yeah, let's go for it. We start with the ridiculously random non-wrestling audience needs to know you better question of the day, which is brought to you by Pro Wrestling Pickup, a place where you can join or host a pickup league. To test your predictive skills in the world of pro wrestling, you can create an account today and join a league now at ProWrestlingPick'em.com so you can play against your friends or play against the universe. We have two big shows in the world of Pick'em Wrestling this weekend with No Surrender and TakeOver. So definitely get over there and check that out. Um, John, your ridiculously creative question on this uh, special Valentine's Day edition of the show, I suppose. Uh, it's our last show before Valentine's Day, but how would you finish this sentence? Roses are red, violets are blue. <laughs> Done a lot of thinking. Um, roses are red, violets are blue. I got nothing. How about you? <laughs> <laughs> how about, um, here's mine. Uh, roses are red, violets are blue, onions stink, and so do you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's not very romantic. No, I recommend not using that one. Do not use that I think one. We could, I think we could say that one to Nia Jax. <laughs> oh, well, we have Nia Jax in the news once again today, so we will we will get there, sure enough. All right, so, John, NXT and Dynamite last night, it's your traditional question. Which one did you think had the better show? Um. AEW definitely had the better main event, but I think NXT put together the better show. It was a great go-home show for their, for their uh, Vengeance Day pay-per-view coming up this Sunday. Yeah, yeah, it was a good show. We'll start with that one. So um, let me run through some of the non-takeover relevant stuff here first. Xia Lee defeats Cora Jade. 45 seconds. Uh, Xia Lee is good at the two-move uh, two match these days. Um, of course, after that match was was interesting, Caden Carter and Casey Catanzaro came to the ring to try to uh, snap Zia Lee out of her her trance with the with this woman who's training her. So, and they paid for yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's interesting to have them get involved with her. I'd like to see a nice two on one handicap where Zia Lee ends up beating them up. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, it seems like if that's the case, it seems like the run that we were having with Casey and Caden might come to a, a screeching halt. So. But they've done a lot of character work on Zaya, so they need to do that. Yeah, well, I mean, at least it gives Casey and Caden some some exposure still, you know, instead of just them being, you know, the inaction (laughs) against somebody big, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, Cameron Grimes, he has returned, and he took took himself and GameStop to the moon. (laughs) <laughs> to the moon, baby. Cameron Grimes 
Uh, in his time off, he started playing video games. He went to his local video game store and decided, I need to support this place. Bought a bunch <laughs> of stock, and boom. Now he is throwing money around. Uh, I think you just want to be in the vicinity of Cameron Grimes, and that's all you need to do for a job these days. Yeah, and, and he also parlayed that money into dog coin. Yeah, that's which right. Is- I I, th- I I think it's pronounced Dogecoin. It could be pronounced Dogcoin for all I know, but it's a real thing apparently. <laughs> there you have it. Um, and also, Scarlet showed up in Mr. Regal's office, and she said that it was time, and that she Carrying Cross wanted Santos Escobar next week. Regal didn't even think about it. He just handed out the match. So. That's going to be next week on television, not a takeover match. John, did you think we were going to get that for takeover? Um, you just cut out there. I think it's my computer, though, that cut out. Hold on. Well, oh, I hope it's annoying. Do, do, do. <laughs> Can you hear me? Okay, John can't hear me. So, okay, you know, brand new all- computer. Brand Let's see, we have a comment coming in. And it's Al Carl with Cameron Grimes is the gift that keeps on giving to the moon. Um, we were talking about Scarlet and Karrion Cross. Did yes. you think we were going to get that match on TakeOver? I did, but then I guess considering they already had five matches and they don't typically go over that, it makes sense for them to put this on next week. Gives us something to really look forward to. Um I still would have liked to see them go 15 minutes at a pay-per-view. Not to say they won't go 15 minutes on on uh, NXT, though. Yeah, actually, when I was when I was looking at the the timings for the matches last night, the opening contest was 12 minutes. Then you had that Zia Lee 45 second match, a 15 minute 15 minute um, women's tag, 11 minutes Kushida in theory, 12 minutes for Grizzled Young Veterans versus Thatcher and Champa. So. They, they have done a pretty good job of giving us, you know, a long match, not these two, three-minute squashes that you sometimes see on Raw. So hopefully that's a good sign. But, uh, but Santos Escobar was still feeling pretty confident, and he's like, you know, the gift of time gives me time to, you know, get an advantage. So he sends Wild and Mendoza after Cross, and we don't see that uh, we don't see that little battle happen, but we do see their bodies laying around. And Cross comes on the screen and just uh, basically says, "TikTok, time's up. Next week, I'm going to do to you what I did to them." So um, I think that's how it's going to go. To I hope it doesn't go quite so quickly, but I I don't know. I could see it happening both ways. I would like to see the long match where Santos Escobar really shines before getting destroyed by Cross but I could also see it being a real quick match, and that would be a disappointment. Yeah, I'd like to see um, the Legato just get involved to the point where it makes the match a long match. You know, like they they give Santos the advantages he needs during the match. Right, right. So, and then the other thing that we had going into NXT last night, now this stuff is more related to this weekend's TakeOver show. Uh, Austin Theory went to Twitter yesterday, and he said Johnny Gargano is out of takeover he is not going to be able to compete um mr regal let us know that gargano was in fact cleared a few days prior but the injuries were so severe um his broken arm put him in a wheelchair it was it was bad news for johnny gargano to start the show um 
eventually we found out of course that it was a ruse he was uh he was feigning feigning injury um and whatever kushida versus austin theory that match went 11 minutes um and it ended in a dq so any yeah, well, I mean, Johnny's doing his best work right now. It was, it was more so all about that promo than the match itself. But, yeah. I mean, the yeah. Theory and Kushida put together a good match. I'm just looking forward to Sunday. You know, and then the other thing is uh, we have another program that's in there, too, that they that is not TakeOver relevant, but it is certainly maybe next week or sort of the next direction, and that's with Dexter Loomis. Um you know, Gargano interfered in the match, and that's what that's what caused the the ending. But Dexter Loomis pulled Austin Theory under the ring, and then you know he ended up coming back out of the ring. He stared down Johnny Gargano, Austin Theory, and uh, and Johnny Gargano both ended up in the ring in submissions by Kushida and Loomis. So Loomis is definitely going after one of the two of them, uh, probably Theory first, but. I would assume onto Gargano afterwards, which kind of makes me think that Kushida's not going to win this weekend. Yeah, it was especially because he held the belt up at the end today or yesterday. But I mean, I, I'd like to see Kush, like Kushida take that belt in a different direction, and then we, we could have Johnny versus Dexter without a belt on the line. It doesn't need to have a belt involved, you know? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I've always said that that you know, if you got the right two guys, you don't need the stakes. Right, you don't need those titles in place. You can have right. you have that title over here, and that and it means something. Then you can have this other big match too. So maybe that's what we get. Um, now the matches I've been kind of working around on the show are the Dusty Cup matches, and we have determined who will be competing in the finals. And John, I'm going to first start with the women's side. You have been you have called Shotzi and Ember from the very beginning. And each time we have any movement in this tournament, I come back and say, do you want to change your pick? Um, I think you're, are you sticking with them, right? I am sticking with them, sir. I, I just think it like this was all for them. The, I think they did it. They, they made this tournament just to give them, them some sort of consolation prize because they're not, they're not involved with EO for a while and they won't be for a while. I thought they both, I thought they had a great match though last night with Candace and Indy. Um, you know, we saw a lot out of Candace. You know, and she I think got injured in that War Games match way back, but she's she's appeared to be like good to go at this point. Yeah, Indy even looked good. I haven't seen Indy do more than like be a coward in most of her matches recently. So it was nice to see her do some actual work. Absolutely. Okay, and then on the men's side. You have had grizzled young veterans from the moment the tournament was announced, essentially. Shoes have been off for two months now, I think. So um, now we have MSK, that's MSK, in the finals against GYV. So it's six letters in the finals. Um, I don't know, John. You still sticking with grizzled young veterans, or is this MSK team going to make their debut with a Dusty, Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic win? I, I no, this is as far as MSK comes. I think you know I, they they've been giving me a, a a run for my money, thinking that that GYV might end up losing to them. But it, it's the writing's been on the wall ever since the beginning of this tournament that GYV was winning. And you know how, how 
it's not AJ Styles. It's MSK. You don't bring them in and just hand them, you know, a championship or a dusty cup when they're pretty much nobodies to people who are, you know, not huge wrestling fans, you know? Well, let me, let me throw this at you. Uh, I think you call them Borkin and Lurch. Yeah. So uh, Oni, Lurkin, Danny Birch. Um, do they make good, op- good opponents for Grizzled Young Veterans? I think it'd be a fine match, um, but it'd be heel-on-heel action. It would be, and it wouldn't make much sense right now, but maybe they don't get the match yet. Maybe um, maybe they, maybe Borkin and Lurch lose their titles before they get a chance to defend them against GYV. Um, maybe GYV gets screwed out of their, their title shot somehow. I don't know. I mean, either way, the, the match will work. Yeah. It, it'll just be brutal. There won't be much top rope <laughs> jumping. <laughs> there won't be, it will be very mat based and hard hitting, but it, it will enjoy it. I think the, uh, the British strong style approach, I think. Yeah. Um, before we close the book on NXT, we do have TakeOver this weekend. Um, five match card. All the matches look good. No Adam Cole. No Karrion Cross. Uh, no Damian Priest. No Rhea Ripley. And yet, I don't think the card suffers one bit. I think it looks really compelling. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else on NXT? Uh, no, no, that we covered everything. Yeah. All right. Let's roll into dynamite. Okay. So since we're talking tournaments, let's just start right there. Um, boom. Thunder Rosa got a win over Layla Hirsch. Um, I I don't think that's a terrible surprise to anybody that's been, that was looking at the brackets, but, um, Thunder Rosa advances on the U S side of the bracket. That's the left. Uh, on the right-hand side, we have the whole Japanese crowd. All of those matches will take place in Japan, and they're, as my understanding is, they're all going to be streamed on Monday on YouTube. So, couldn't even get on dark, huh? They got their own show. So I guess you know, uh, take your pick. Is it better to be on dark or to get your own show? Yeah, I guess your own your own special is it would actually be better because I don't think Dark really gets too many numbers to begin with. Yeah, uh, I mean they get good they get really good YouTube numbers, but uh, you know nothing to nothing to shy away at. But but yeah, I mean they're not they're not bringing in eight hundred and fifty thousand uh, people per week like Dynamite is. So right. Um, so that was so we have Thunder Rosa getting her win over Layla Hirsch. Unfortunately, Layla Hirsch is now out of the tournament. Um, Matt Hardy and Adam Page, they signed a contract, um, <laughs> but it was it was a little shifty. Uh, Hardy rented out a bar, got Adam Page drunk. They were drinking together, but Hardy was doing the classic trick where he throws his drink out um, and Page takes a shot. So Page <laughs> is apparently wasted, and... Hardy says, you know, brings out the contract finally and says, "Look, if you sign this, you know, I can make you a millionaire. We'll, you know, we'll, you know, you got star potential all over you." And uh, Adam Page is like, "Yeah, you know what? That that sounds like that sounds good." Matt Hardy turns to go do something, make a phone call, whatever. And while he's turned, Page throws that contract away, pulls one out of his pocket, signs that one. Hardy signs that one. Uh, John, does Adam Page own the Hardy compound? 
now? Like, what do you think? Happened? I have no idea. I didn't know that he pulled the switcheroo. I was I was paying attention to to Matt that whole time. Yeah, and Matt was paying attention to Matt. That's what happened. Yeah, there was a switcheroo. So, so now I, it could be that Adam Page represents private party. It could be now uh, Adam Page represents Matt Hardy. Maybe Adam's getting fifty percent of Matt's earnings. Who knows? But uh, you know, a, a nominal fee of like thirty percent at least is at at stake here. So, yeah, but when you're making millions, what's thirty percent, right? Yeah, you're not even gonna miss it. <laughs> so, um. So that happened, and that's to be continued. Uh, we also had a match, Pack versus Ryan Nemeth. Now, Nemeth has been on the sh- on Dynamite like twice now, both losing efforts. He did get a win over Marco Stunt on Dark, so it looks like they're maybe trying to position him as a, as a talent that they're going to run with here in the near future. But he wasn't going to get a win over Pack, that's for sure. Yeah, he's got a lot of Dolph in him, but I don't. He's not nearly as good as him, so. Yeah, I would say the Ziggler is definitely in his blood for sure. Um, so then uh, we had some inner circle drama on the show, which is not new to the show, right? We've had that for weeks now. But uh, Chris Jericho and MJF did get a win over the acclaimed, although things were looking kind of bleak because Sammy Guevara hit MJF in the gut, which MJF said caused a rib injury or something. Whatever the case may be, Judas Effect got the win. Uh, but after the match, Sammy Guevara came out and formally quit the inner circle. And we saw him leaving the arena. He just needs some time. So uh, I don't know if this means he's a fa- it's a face turn. Guevara has been doing promos on Dark pretty regularly and essentially has vowed to have championship gold by the end of the year. So uh, we'll see what happens there. But I'm glad to see that this storyline is finally kind of coming coming around. So, yeah, me too. It's, I mean, Sammy's little promo you cut yesterday should have had a little bit more, you know, yeah, uh, um, sting feeling to it. You know, it, it, it just didn't, it, he was just, it was like he was reciting lines or something. I, I would have liked to see more, uh, more emphasis from him and like, I am out of here. Like, I'm screaming at you. Like, this is BS. He just came out like, that's it. I'm, I quit, you know. I can't tell if he is going to schism off and be a face or schism off and remain heel. And maybe, maybe that's not entirely clear at the moment because uh, the promos he's done on dark are, were much better and they were very heelish, but he is kind of a natural baby face with the style that he works and stuff like that. Um, But I think we want to see him in the ring with people like jungle boy and Darby Allen and, and things of that nature. And, yeah, and then MJF and Chris Jericho. I think those would all be great matches. Orange Cassidy. So, yeah. Him versus uh, Pac. What'd you say? Him versus Pac. Yes. Sounds good. I'll take it at the pay per view, March 7th. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Make it happen. Okay, so uh, moving on. Lee Johnson and Cody Rhodes got a win over Peter Avalon and Cesar Benoni. Nothing about that was surprising. Nothing about that sentence, anyway, was surprising. Uh, but Lee Johnson did get the pin over Peter Avalon. It was a roll-up, so not like it was a, a huge, huge, like, uh, definitive win. But he got his first win. He went 0-29 or something last year. And now he is an official talent. It was announced on Twitter by Tony Khan that he is now all elite. So congratulations, Lee Johnson. Uh, there is, like... 
five different levels of AEW contracts. And I'm sure Lee had one that was keeping him busy, but now it sounds like he's got the, the primary contract. So good for him. Yeah. Um, so I think maybe now we'll see him accompanied to the ring by Dustin Rhodes and QT or whatever. It was interesting. The promo he cut afterwards was, oh, I got to thank the Rhodes family, Dustin and Cody and even Brandy. Um, QT Marshall stood in the back. I'm pretty sure he's training at QT's gym. No, thank you. And I'm wondering if that's, I'm wondering if that's the next promo uh, program for Lee Johnson is Lee Johnson versus QT. So we'll see. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, you heard it here first. If it happens, so okay. Two more matches on Dynamite: Darby Allen versus Joey Janela. Eleven minutes, got the win. Um, I think that was what everybody expected, right? Darby was going to get that win over Joey. So, yeah, I just. I, all I wrote was Darby wins. I roll. <laughs> <laughs> well, later in the night, Darby Allen got a uh, got towed away by Team Taz. You know, Sting had a promo that he was going to do with uh, Tony Schiavone, but AEW has a good habit of bringing Sting down, and before Sting can say anything, Taz comes on the screen and says, "Hey, what you doing?" <laughs> and he's got a uh, he's got Darby Allen. Team Taz has Darby Allen in a body bag hooked up to the back of an SUV, and they just drag him around Daly's place or whatever. So um, that's that's what happened to Darby Allen last night. Yeah, they're playing with fire with that gimmick, dragging somebody behind a truck, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sure that was Darby's idea. You know how he is. <laughs> I'm just the aesthetics of it, you yeah. know, the history of it, you know. Yeah, yeah not great. Yeah. Um, so main event was Kenny Omega and Kenta facing off with John Moxley and Lance Archer. Lights out. Uh, doesn't count for their records. A lot of promo work leading up to it, you know, with Moxley and Omega. We saw Omega golfing. We saw Moxley in the back saying, oh, this is just for fun, this match. Um, but I liked the match a lot. There was some spots that I thought were really cool. I thought, Lance, you know, Lance Archer did end up taking a one-winged angel and get for the loss, but the Good Brothers had to hold him up. Kenny couldn't put <laughs> him up there by himself, so the Good Brothers had to like get him up there for him. There was a spot where it looked like Lance Archer was going to powerbomb uh, Kenta through the announce table, but Kenta squirmed away, ran off the stage, double stomp on Moxley through a table. That was pretty cool. Um, so I thought it was a really good match, um, and it was a really good showing for Kenta for the United States audience, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Not a lot of people know who he is unless they were watching NXT. So yeah. a little bit of 205, I think he was on also. But yeah, um, yeah, this match went, went real well. I just didn't understand why the ref was only with two guys at some point and they let the other two guys like off to the side. I should have had like two referees involved, but that's just nitpicky. Yeah. Yeah, and it, they wrestled back to the backstage area where, you know, in the – in the refrigerator space and stuff like that on the cafe and whatnot. So fun match, fun match. All right. That takes care of NXT and dynamite. If anything else on dynamite, you want to cover John? Uh, no, but I do have a word of advice for everyone. Ding, ding. All right. Now I was going through, um, some old videotapes that, my uh, that my family member had le had left behind after he passed away. I won't mention who it was, 
But um, my son asked if he could like watch the tapes with me, and I'm popping them in, popping them in. One of them is randomly in the middle of pornography where some guy is wailing away, man. And my son's only 11 years old, so if you're gonna <laughs> if you're gonna check old VHS tapes, don't do it with any minors around. There's your word of advice for the day. Oh man, that is a good one. <laughs> And uh, I put the pro tips uh, wording on the screen there, and that, based on that story, it's got a kind of a dual meaning. Meaning, so. Yeah. Well, we have a bunch of news to get into, um, and let's go ahead and do that. Today's news is brought to you by the free Body Slam Brigade newsletter. Each week I compile the week's top wrestling stories. I put them all in a quick to read email. It's divided up by company. Nearly 4,000 people are getting this free newsletter each week. In addition to the top stories, the newsletter keeps you up to date on everything we're doing podcast wise, um, you know, merchandise wise, games, things like that. Comes out every Friday at 11 a.m. Except this week, it's going to come out at 1130 today. So, uh, and it is free, so go subscribe right now so you don't miss today's issue. Okay, news, lots of it. Now we were talking about your son prior to the uh, prior to the break here. Uh, your son, as pertains to pornography, of course, and uh, <laughs> uh, and you're, I know happen to know that your son's a big John Cena guy. So John Cena was in the news here recently. So. Um, he commented on his involvement for WrestleMania this year. Uh, he said if it were normal times, he'd 100% find a way to be there. And he would. He wants to contribute in some way, but uh, what it comes down to is he's making the show The Peacemaker in Vancouver. And if he were to fly for the States, uh, to the States on Sunday for WrestleMania, he'd have to come back and quarantine for 14 days. It would halt production, cost everybody a bunch of money. It'd be super, super selfish on his part. So... He says no John Cena for WrestleMania this year. So I don't know how much I believe that they could always film something up in Canada. Ah, uh, yeah, the uh, so the maybe a a a Yehoser version. Yeah, so I mean, I I wouldn't. I mean, we haven't had a WrestleMania without John Cena since what WrestleMania 21, 22? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't even know. I mean, there was one year where he didn't even have a match. He was, like, in the audience, and he was hosting. Right. But didn't he end up having a match anyway against The Undertaker that year? Yeah. Undertaker came out, played the hits, and then left. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a squash. So it's, not, it's not WrestleMania without John Cena. It, I'm, it, it is for me and you, but, you know, a lot of the kids will be disappointed if Cena doesn't show up. Yep. Yep. Well, uh, well, hopefully, like you said, there's something they can definitely pre-tape something or do something to get him on the show. Um, and then on the other side, uh, he also talked about last year. I guess he had made some comments about how WWE would never have a marquee star again, and he walked those comments back. Uh, he basically said that he blamed himself for being too close to the product when he made those comments. And he realized that the company is now going through a transition. It's not not a scattered fragment of Super Friends, which is, I guess, what he referred to it as before. He pointed to Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns, and Sasha Banks 
and said the enormity of their impact is up to the individuals themselves. But he does say, yes, they will have marquee stars. So there you have it. That's my John Cena. Yeah, I mean, we're never going to have another Austin. Yeah. Um, Cena wasn't even another Austin. So, well, I'm, but I mean, I think the closest thing we ever came to another Austin was like Daniel Bryan during the Yes Movement five, six years ago when, when he took over WrestleMania that year. Like, you talk about nobody booing him, everybody cheering him. That that was Austin, and that was Daniel Bryan, and I haven't seen it after that. You know. Yeah, it really comes down to who can bring in new fans, and it's very, very, very difficult to do because, you know, it's one thing to keep the the 1.8 million people that are watching Raw every week happy, or get them on their feet, or get them all going one way. It's another thing to get another 1.8 million people watching every Monday. Type of thing. Yeah, I think they thought that Ronda Rousey was going to do that for them, but you know, MMA fans turn their noses up at at wrestling. You know, it doesn't matter who goes over there. That's fine. I turn my nose up at them. Yeah, <laughs> probably so, scripted uh, what we watch anyway. Yeah. Uh, so Al Carl chimed in with the WrestleMania uh, statistics here. No Cena at WrestleMania 35. His first was WrestleMania 20. And he went from 20 to 34 consecutively. There you go. Oh, is that true? I didn't know that. Well, feel free to fact check him, but I don't usually question him. So. Yeah, I feel like he fact checked that before he wrote it. I, yeah, I think so. A <laughs> uh, couple of uh, a bunch of other news stuff. So, Pro Wrestling Illustrated and Beyond Wrestling are going to live stream a 60 minute intergender inter, intergender match. Iron Man match between Tony Deppin and Trisha Dora this Sunday at 2 p.m. free on YouTube. Trisha Dora was one of the few women ranked in PWI's top 500, and Tony Deppin is from Shamokin, Pennsylvania, wrestles a lot like Drew Gulak, and he's been on Ring of Honor a bunch. So if you're looking for something to do Sunday before TakeOver, uh, in between you know not doing any Valentine's Day stuff, there is a one-hour match for free on YouTube that you can watch. Nice. News out of New Japan this morning. No new champions. Ishii, uh, Tomohiro Ishii, Hiroki Goto, Yoshihashi retained the Never Open six-man championships. And then they issued a challenge for the tag team championships. So uh, no new champions there, which I predicted there would be, unfortunately. Kota Ibushi retained the double championship with his win over Sonata. After the match, Tetsuya Naito made a challenge for the Intercontinental Championship. And he said he's against Ibushi's uh, idea of unifying those titles. So there you have that. Uh, a bunch more news in New Japan and Ring of Honor and MLW um, that I'm going to get to here. So here's here's one for you, John. The former NXT Cruiserweight Champion Leo Rush has struck gold again. Last night he captured the AAA World Cruiserweight Championship from Laredo Kid. It was title for title. Leo was defending the MLW World Middleweight Championship. So now he holds the MLW World Middleweight Championship, the AAA Cruiserweight Championship. And for people from Maryland, he is the Rage MCW Rage TV Champion. So Mr. Leo Rush is the 25-year-old piece of gold, I think, at this point. So there you go. <laughs> so lots and lots of gold. Uh, I, he probably has more weight in belts than he has in person at this point. So, uh, okay. And then on the ring of honor side, 
Roosh will be defending the world championship against Shane Taylor on February 27th on television. So Ring of Honor television. So you just got to check your local Sinclair broadcast station to find out where you can watch that. And as we have been covering on this show, Ring of Honor's re-signing all their talent. Kenny King signed a new deal with them. So that's that. And now, John, we have our follow-up from yesterday's, one of yesterday's lead stories regarding Tushy and their endorsement offer to Nia Jax. Uh, we have uh, WWE edited Nia Jax's My Whole Line off of YouTube and Hulu replay on Raw. The line did trend for a long time on Twitter. Um, but Tushy, still checking in on Nia Jax, wants to make sure if she's good. Uh, they went to Twitter. Nia Jax, girl, you good? We promise to take care of your whole emoji. <laughs> So. Whenever I see the, whenever I hear the my whole thing, I think of I don't know if you played um, the Ninja Turtles video game Turtles in Time that was on Super Nintendo and in the arcades, and there there was a surfing level, and if you if you uh, hit the spiked balls that were there, they go my toes, my toes. <laughs> so every time I hear that, I think of, like my hole, my hole, and she's part of that video game. It's so funny. Yeah. Uh, we have some COVID news. Danny Limelight revealed a positive test for COVID nineteen. He is a new Japan. He's on New Japan all the time. He's on uh, Primetime Live out of you know Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, and he's also on AEW Dark quite often, including actually an episode of Dynamite recently. So, uh, best wishes to him. Also, in the pandemic world of news, New York State has announced that they will be allowing indoor arenas to reopen at a limited capacity starting on February 23rd. The venues are only gonna allow 10% of their capacity. So for a venue like Madison Square Garden, you're looking at about 2000 people. Uh, and everybody that goes has to pass a, uh, a COVID test 72 hours in advance, within 72 hours. So it's a step, it's good news. Maybe we'll see some shows there, maybe not, but it's a step. Yeah. Um, all right. If, if, of course, if you're trying, if, if they announce an MSG show and you live in, I don't know, Florida, uh, and you want to go to New York to watch that show, don't forget that you also need to quarantine in New York State for 10 days prior to, uh, prior to leaving your house or wherever you're staying. So, okay. John, it's trivia time. Ready? No, but let's do it. <laughs> All right. Here we go. You are going to get five questions. A simple majority correct will give you the W. If you win, you get the Goldberg Oscar Award. If you lose, you get a Hawkins. You are no longer in first place. You are, man, this is not correct. Yeah, it is actually. Travis is four for 10. John DeCani yeah. went perfect yesterday, five for 10. You are three for five. So you're in good position to get that lead back today. Your topic is the first ever elimination chamber match that was at survivor series 2002 and i was there uh-oh <laughs> right. Let, let's uh let me lead off with this question it's not the first question on my list but let's lead off with it what event hosted the first ever elimination chamber match was it a the royal rumble b wrestlemania c SummerSlam, d taboo tuesday or e survivor series survivor series 02 okay you start out one for one very good 
In storyline, who conceived of the Elimination Chamber concept? Was it Teddy Long, Playa, Vince McMahon, Mick Foley, or Eric Bischoff? Eric Bischoff. It was two four two. These are maybe all layup questions for you, John. Hopefully. <laughs> uh yeah, and uh we have Vincent. He was chiming in a little bit a little bit late. It's hard with the lag, but he also agreed with you on the Survivor series. So what championship was on the line in the first elimination chamber? Was it the WWE championship, the Universal Championship, the World Heavyweight Championship, or the Intercontinental Championship? I want it's the world world championship world heavyweight championship yes and <clears throat> who won the first ever elimination chamber match was it triple h sean michaels rvd chris jericho kane or booker t sean michaels it was sean michaels four for four final question perfect plex on the line it will be the second perfect plex this week You'll be in the company of John DeCani if you get this question right. Who lost the World Heavyweight Championship in that match? Was it A, Triple H, B, Shawn Michaels, C, RVD, D, Chris Jericho, E, Kane, or F, Booker T? Triple H. It was Triple H. Oh. And? Perfect. 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 You are in the lead. And well, look at that. United States heavyweight champ. Oh, look at that. Look at that. Celebrating early. We're halfway through the month. But you are going to be in the lead. Uh, have 10 questions. You are in the lead. Any words of wisdom that you want to give to Travis and John DeCani who are trailing you? Um, go back in time and attend the events that you're going to get questioned on. Yeah, yeah. That could that that was good for you. Good for you. Um all right. Well, we have a couple of things to talk about before we get out of here. And the first thing I want to talk about is my new shirt called The Chair Shot. Get out there and get that shirt. Uh, check out the new Chair Shot t-shirt. The Chair Shot is our featured sh shirt this week at $20. The shirt not only features a steel chair, but it is a steel of a deal. It already comes in the super soft style with no upcharge. All sizes are the same price no arp charge for sizes above 2x and you can get it in a bunch of different colors i actually wrote the bare bones of a story to go with these characters that you can get for free at ministerbelltime.com the shirts are three levels of awesome above that story i promise and also check out the prime time rundown join join joey jarzanka ian schreier and rob deluca on friday nights for the prime time rundown we take you through the world of sports and our show kicks off at 6 p.m on the Eastern Observer. And then, of course, episode 41 of the Essential Wrestling Podcast returns this Tuesday. Al Carl will host John Smith, myself, John DeCani, and Gary Maheffi will all be there for another week of updates and highlights in this world of wrestling that we love. Coverage begins at 6 p.m. on Tuesdays on the Eastern Observer. Our show, the Daily Wrestling News Show, will return Monday, and we have a special guest plan. So stay tuned for information about that. And with that, John, anything before we get out of here? Did we do all the shows justice, all the news justice? Do we need to talk about any other topics in the world of Tushy that we need to cover? Any, anything going on? I can't hear you. Unfortunately, I can't hear you right now for some reason again, Ryan. So I'm just going to say goodbye to everybody now because I don't know what's going on. 
Sorry about that again. <laughs> all right, John Smith is out of here. We will play the outro music, and we'll catch you guys all on Monday. <laughs>